You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, time for Headliner Questions here on Seminole Headlines. I'm Jeff. Voice guy said that. Corey and I were there. In the other studio, you can see if you're watching on Warchant TV. Don't forget, if you are doing just that, like and subscribe to Warchant TV. Helps others find the program. This hour brought to you by Birch Orthodontics. Our friends at Birch Orthodontics, the best in the business. My kids, Irish kids, they've all been there, all satisfied customers, and uh, are made to feel better about the process and uh, your understanding of that and the ease with which you uh, kind of go through that. Uh, made uh, possible by their expertise, their, their kind staff, and also their uh, oh, the economic game plan you can go through with them too, Ira. It's, all, right. it's all there, See, buddy. Did you, did you have braces as a kid? No. My teeth are perfect. <laughs> Always have been. Nice. Yeah. I can tell. That's the first thing I noticed yeah. about you. Uh, you, you didn't Your enormous that. head and you then know what the it teeth. Is? You, did, you, you didn't notice that my teeth because they were perfect. <laughs> well, I did. They were so perfect. That guy like that. How about that? No, my kids... Uh, lament that I didn't have braces. I think that's a very odd thing. I don't know. Uh, yes, yes, she did. Yes, okay. she did. Yes, because that was the thing. Like we, neither, Kim and I, had neither had neither of us had had braces. Yeah, you got perfect teeth too. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, what are you but, gonna do? What are you gonna do? So it was like new to us too. Yeah. So that's the cool. And there's like a stigma. You just don't know. You don't. I made know fun of my kids in. for their teeth being crooked. That's not really you part don't. of this segment. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking but, about making fun of your kids. But that's the cool thing when you go to Birch Orthodontics. Their website they don't is make fun of them, thankfully. If you, go, if you go in there, they will explain it all very carefully and, and slowly and, and, and um, just make you at ease they with do. the process. If you want your dad to stop making fun of your jacked-up teeth, teeth that's right. go to Birch Orthodontics. Or maybe they could leash you out and you could... I can tease in, the tag, kids yeah, as they come in. Kids until they decide. No, until they decide they it. need to go do Antagonize it. Antagonize them. Yeah. I, uh, with Clark, at an early age, we established that he was going to need braces. Just one day, I was passing by and he was brushing his teeth, and I go, "Good God, you look like an alien!" And uh, and he kind of, you know, he shunned a little. Recoiled. That's one way to parent. <laughs> yeah, he he may have winced even. Right, and, and you know, then I thought, oh, that was piercing. All right, well, I'll come back and give him a little encouragement. And on my way back down the hall, I saw good looking alien, and I said, "But I love you." Yeah. Oh, that's so that there matter. I thought you tell me you looked like a good looking yeah. alien. And, so let me, that's how it works. and let me tell you about Dr. Birch. Yeah. So, yay, Dr. Birch. We do appreciate all the hard work that she and her staff put together. And uh, if you're looking for that, if you need that, if your kids need that, that's the place to go. And we're not joking about that. All right, let's get the headliner questions. Let's do this. A um, couple good ones here. I'm going to start on uh, on Facebook. Mm. Just like to get it out there where I'm starting. Right. Okay. Uh, Gator Kirk writes, good afternoon, gentlemen. What is the percentage each of you would give that Link is the next baseball coach? 
That's actually a fair and, and pointed and direct question, and I appreciate that. I think it's very high. I would say 75%. That's exactly where I was, I was at. Gonna say. 75? How about that? Look, Look at go. a unanimous Seminole head. Yeah, that's first yeah. time in history. We're 100% on 75%. Wow. How about that? Yeah, I'd say 75%. And then I know I can kind of marry a couple questions here without finding the exact one, but it was along the lines of, uh, what are we looking for in the next baseball coach? A disciplinarian, a strategist, Corey? Mm, our uh, stra- stra- uh, strategian. Strategian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it you want to see in the next baseball coach? I mean, fundamentals would be good. Yes, somebody that drills into fundamentals, like deep down into Ensures fundamentals. Ensures that guys and know. You guys yeah. know that, like that Tennessee pitching staff, they got first rounders everywhere, and they all throw 97. And Notre Dame was striking out five times a game, six times a game. I think one time they struck out eight when they brought in the kid that throws 103. But they weren't striking out 15 times in a game. I don't know, again, if that's just the guys that were there or if there's something fundamentally that Link teaches about how to make contact and how to pick up a baseball and throw it to the right base but uh, and run the base as well. But that three games in that place... And uh, throw they were, the right bases. They, they, they were very, very impressive. And so you want you want somebody, whether it's Link or anybody else, that really preaches and harps on defense and base running and making contact. Those are three really important things. Our Twitter question, going back and forth here so everybody's aware, our Twitter question is, is first, uh, the first one lobbed is from our friends at Register Sausage, from the account. Oh, all right. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so Ben, ben or whoever in. he has running. His ben account. or one ben, of his Ben's minions. a big deal. He may have yeah. a minion doing that. Sure. As grown men, do you take your pillow with you on vacation? <laughs> I did. For the first time last week, he writes, at first I thought my wife had me uh, made me too domesticated by bringing my pillow. But, fellas, it's a game changer for my neck and back. Well, I will answer a resounding yes, I take a pillow with me if it's a place I'm going that I can drive. I do not pack it if it's a flight. Mm. That's a weird distinction. I'm not lugging a pillow with me. <laughs> In my carry-on, and, through or, the airport. and I'm not sticking it in my travel bag. So Corey, no. Corey packs a fan. I do pack a. Uh, I, my wife just does a, too. No, but I have a big box fan, like like two feet by two feet or three feet. It's a box. You fan. got issues. Well, I need it. Do to you sleep. forward and, it? You forward and if, it? Well, and if he forgets it, you got to go while buy you're on one. The ride, you got to go find. We'll, we'll be driving around whatever town. Walmart's it is, right there. Yeah, you trying go, to find yeah. a box fan for Corey in the middle of the night when we get into. Yep. A town. And, and uh, so yeah, when I fly, and the last time I flew was out to California. Tim Linnefelt was with me. I went to a Walmart because I couldn't bring a fan on the flight. I no. couldn't bring a you can't pack a big box of fan. Of course not. So I went to a Walmart there and they had a they had like a noise canceling fan. And I'm like, no, I want a fan that makes noise. All the noise. I want the loudest fan you have. And it was if, you the only, can, if you can give me something that makes the noise without even yeah. I don't even need anything. the air circulating. And so yeah, I yeah. went and opened the like I they let me open the box and plug it in to see how noisy it was in the store. Before I bought it. And then I left it there when I was done. And they're still telling that story. They probably are if they're still working at that Walmart in downtown L.A. or whatever that was. I think it was a uh, uh, grocery store. I've never packed a a pillow, but that's just because I'm dumb. I think I think I don't Ben's think you're smart. dumb at all. Just never thought about it. I feel like it's more of a like it's more of a woman thing though, and I'm not judging women. I, they think more. Uh, you yeah, know, they're they're so, better than us, but I do judge them. Well, we judge them for other things, but well, not bringing a pillow. But their comfort is very important. And so Stephanie always packs a pillow and a blanket. Really? And Brady Brady packs his pillow. That so, seems excessive. Well, so way too many pillows being packed in your they're family. They're used to like seven-hour drives with me, though, too. Like drives the, are fine. You yeah. can pack all you want well, on I'm not drive. flying, so they, yeah, yeah, it's always but, a drive but, oh, with me. Oh, flight, you're not, you're not doing the pillow. Well, sure. Doesn't make any sense. It's a good question, though. 
Charlton, I've never done it. I've never packed out my Charlton's going to the top of the line because the end of his Twitter question reads, I love you guys. Okay. So he just goes, he nice. gets bumped right off the bat. And he writes, more likely, football, nine wins, or basketball, 20 wins? Basketball. Yeah, basketball is probably I agree more with likely. that. Yeah. That's the second thing on this show that the three Consensus of us have agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, Craig writes, with all eyes on Link for the FSU baseball job, who are the underlying candidates that could step in if Link were to win the World Series? Because I don't think he's going to take the job if he wins at Notre Dame. Now, we disagree with this sentiment. We think that he would still I leave I also Notre feel Dame. like what would what a great What's, time to leave. What a time you to leave. You just won the You'll national You'll never do it again there, buddy. Get and, the hell and, up out yeah, of Dodge. It's not like you've got a team where you've got like this amazing class of sophomores Correct. where you can run it back next year. All those kids are gone, too. I say yeah. kids. They're all 22, 23, 24-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. They all can probably run for Congress. But uh, who else is candidate? We talked about some of those guys in the first hour. Yeah. I mean, one guy, I'm curious, and I don't know much about his background, but I just was really impressed when we've seen him in the past is the guy at Michigan. He's obviously doing a really well, good job. I don't know what his – I haven't researched his background and whether or not he'd be interested, but he certainly has done a good job. Yeah, he is a good coach. And I would also say, um, oh, I just thought of it, and now I can't think of it again. So keep going. But that's, Gall- that's a good one. Yeah, the gallbladder, man. You're right. Struggling. Can we up? Can we speed up that surgery? Can you get it Monday? Can oh, what about I got it. What about the dude surgery? at uh, Virginia Tech? Yeah, I mean he's he's yeah. built himself. They were a number four seed in the country, man. Kind of feels like a Johnny come lately fly by night hire. I don't know. I mean he's done as much. He's done. He's been at Virginia Tech as feels long like as Link's been at Notre Dame. Hire. All right. See, it feels saying. like a Steve Robinson just had a good run at Tulsa. Let's hire him. I'm going to look him up. I'm going to look up the Virginia Tech. I and could the be Michigan completely coach. off base, by the way. That that came from a place with no knowledge whatsoever. Just a feeling. I, I was impressed right. by. Uh... Well, sometimes you got to hire on your gut. <laughs> you just got to have opinions on your gut. Yeah. You know what I like about the Auburn guy, and I just hearing him talk before the Super Regional, talking about Omaha, not just getting to Omaha, but winning in Omaha. After we, you know, again, the talk here for 30 years has been Omaha, just getting to Omaha. And he he was, which is great, but his point was it needs to be more than that. It needs to be winning the national title. And I just think he, again, I think one of the things he's looked, somebody asked what we're looking for, listening to him talk, some of these coaches, just listening to them talk, the leadership, um, you want some of that. The inspiration. Yes. By the way, that was a great game they won last night. Did you watch that? It was a great game. Um, So the guy at Virginia Tech came to Virginia Tech from Maryland. Where he ended a forty-three-year tournament drought uh, by getting by winning forty games at Maryland, and then he's been at Virginia Tech for five years. So you gave me the highlight there at Maryland. What was his career like at Maryland? Well, it's Maryland. It's Maryland, buddy. Come on, I'm just what saying, are you man. Do? And he was at you. Marist College before that. Yeah, I don't think it's the right. Those guy. Marist teams were killer. I mean, he made four NCAA regionals at Marist. Doesn't feel like the right guy, Corey. Okay, I mean, Paul, I, he's got Paul. a crazy name. It's yeah. uh, that's another reason. John Sezefic, S Z E F C. Not a candidate. Okay. Paul Fair. writes. Just because uh, we can't say his name. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not a guy. Paul writes, greetings, gentlemen. As a finely aged Knoll fan that grew up in Tallahassee back when the ragtag football team's uniforms didn't match and Hugh Durham nearly shocked the world by ending UCLA's basketball championship streak because he had the interesting idea of letting humans with a different skin color play college sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, he goes, don't mock me because of my age. It was quite exhilarating to watch Semi Seminole come thundering into Duke on a uh, brontosaurus and plant the spear, sure. though not flaming because fire had yet not been discovered. All that to say that I don't know the deets on how FSU gets the money to keep up. Tiny med school, short history, 
uh, Al the Corporate Reaper is gone, etc. All are problematic for us. Any details on how FSU solves this 80-year mystery for me would be appreciated, i.e. Ipte, a few big buck boosters, political figures, Hollywood actors, etc. Gratefully, Paul, not the Apostle, P.S., Please speak slowly. There are a lot of static here on this AM station. That's well, that was funny. definitely not a Twitter question because yeah. that was about 15 Twitter By posts. the way, Paul wrote distinctly funny. He was yeah, good. yeah. What yeah. are you judging, Ira? And I like, did he really Succinctly. use the term deets? Yeah. All right, Paul. Yeah, deets. See what's yeah. going on. You would have thought deets was coming in there. Hips yeah. in there, yeah. Um, so, Paul's question is how do they get that done? That's a fair question. It's a bit of a question that we, I, I have said this time and again that. The very thing that Florida State alumni fans, booster supporters of any kind have used as a badge of honor, which is that we've achieved in half the time what the University of Florida has, um, you know, what, what so many prestigious schools that have been part of the, the bigger picture of the college football world for much longer have, that we used to wear that all the time. We'd say, well, listen, you know, sorry it took you guys an extra 50 years to achieve what we've achieved, but that very thing haunts this university now, and that is that you do not have the deep pockets uh, of generational wealth that has come through your university and passed it on to the next and passed it on to the next and passed it on to the next. You don't have it. Yeah, I think there's two different issues, but one of them is, you know, I really just think that I do think there's going to be a change in the in the landscape, and I do believe at some point, whether it's four years, five years, six years, I do believe there's going to be a move to some sort of mega conferences. I just don't see how this is going to sustain. There are too many schools like Florida State that have been successful in football but will not be able to keep up if two conferences are making three times as much as every other conference. And so I think they're going to move. And, and, and the, so the competition is going to suffer. The sport's going to suffer. I think they're going to make that move because they all can make more money if they do that. And then when that happens, then it becomes more like pro sports where you have revenue sharing across the sport. Now, I, and I think that's going to minimize the differences between the schools. So that's my thought. If it doesn't happen, well, you know, there's other things to do with your life. You think what? Well, sure, but do you think one of the problems that like a school like Florida State has? Because look, 80 years they've been a they've been a co-ed school for almost 80 years now. That's not 10. I mean, it's you're you're yeah, you're approaching it, a century. I know they're behind, but the problem is, is that in my opinion anyway, one of the problems has to be. Like college, co colleges are so expensive now. It's absurd. The it's, educational, the advanced educational system is broken. But that's a different discussion. But but I think it isn't when you're having to when, when it costs so much to just attend a university, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. theoretically, to then after you're done, be like, okay, here's some more money that I need to keep yeah, giving. Most people you. resent the fact that they're broken in debt after finishing school, right? And, and, and many of these schools now have just but, become but people like degree Florida, factories because the retention rates are at ninety five percent, and they advertise that. Like if you get into our school, we're not going to remember fail you. weed out classes. That's Back exactly in our day, right. we yeah. had weed out yeah. classes. It's they were trying to fail you out your freshman year to promote retention rate. Just belittles my degree and yours and anybody else's. But I would one. I would assume like Brady's schooling is going to cost what two hundred percent more than mine did. I don't know. Oh, I mean, more a, a than lot. Five hundred percent. Way more than. Unless that. he's like you know Iris' daughter, and they all pay. Maybe she, they are going to pay Brady. He to better come to get on it. Um, and that doesn't seem like it's going to happen, especially <laughs> if he keeps trying to steal home. I mean, that's ridiculous. From ninety feet. From ninety feet, it's ridiculous. On <laughs> a delay, steal a With home. With your best hitter at the plate. But like you have to pay so much money now just to go to college that I feel like Texas and Florida and Texas A&M all that old money. They didn't have to pay that much to go to college, so they have a lot more money well, and not to just, spend. And not just that, the, the 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 programs that Florida State was not able to offer because the legislature wouldn't let them offer for so many years Correct. Yeah. was is the bigger problem. So the, the deep pockets that were forged 80 years ago, 70 years ago. Right. You can't, you it's could, hard to catch up now. It's almost impossible now. So Greg asked a question, but I think that's rhetorical, Greg. I understand that you fancy yourself a realist, and I think that you more often than not are 
yes, Florida State would be picked into a mega conference. They have been one of the most successful programs in college football over the last 50 years. Yeah. If we were talking about teams with cachet, real name brand, uh, and PR value, Florida State is a chief amongst them. I would think. I know uh, this was five years ago. Now they had more. They had the most wins in the country uh, since 1980. That was five years ago. Now they haven't stacked a lot up on them since then. So I'm sure maybe Alabama's passed the them numbers, or somebody else. And the numbers, if you look at but ratings still top for games, five. they're always yeah. huge. Of course for they are. State. Yeah. They're a major name brand. So yes, they would get picked up. What about Kel- Kel- uh, Kevin Saldana's uh, hypothetical here on the screen that Matthew put up there? Uh, September will be important. We only beat Duquesne by 13, lose to LSU by 14, beat Louisville by 1 after they miss a field goal, and then we beat BC by 10. We're 3-1, and one, but how do you feel? Much better than you did last year. Much better than you did last year, but <laughs> I would be very, very concerned if you beat Duquesne by 13. Yes. I'm going to have a hard time with that. If guys. it's if it's 20 to 7? Yeah. Dude, that's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to I'll still go to New Orleans, <laughs> but I don't know if we I go to the game. Choice, my but friend. I don't know if I go to the game. That would be uh that'd be that'd be rough to only beat Duquesne by 13 points. Uh Mark writes, Corey, if we beat LSU and Louisville and start off 4 and 0, would you get braces from Dr. Birch for the rest of the season with Aslan filming? I mean, can I not just eat at Horizons? Do I have to do the birch thing? Can I eat? Can I eat some sausage? Why would I have to get the hey, braces, now. Mark? Uh, but hey, I wasn't. Be, don't go. Don't be gross. But I'll, I'll eat some registers as much as they want. I'll do a. We can. Well, no, man. I'm gonna have that new gall. That's well, right. I don't have a gallbladder. I can eat whatever. So I'll do like a. I'll do eat all the registers I can in like ten minutes. We'll have a. Can we we can have a sausage that? eating contest. You, you, you're ready to puke on film, huh? Well, we'll do it all together, the three of us. Well, even you won't. You don't eat. You don't like to eat I, sausage. I occasionally do these days, only if it's registers. Of course. Every now and That's again. That's the distinction you always make. Every now and again. Final question for the first segment, Burke writes, and I've really made the rounds here, guys. I'm, I'm kicking more ass than most I right. have a right to in yeah. a day. Uh, this is why I always complain about what you do is because, because you see I know the, the potential, you know man. It's in I there. see it you know in there. If man. I just would focus. Yes. Yeah. How much improvement should we expect for FSU's offense in 2022? This is according. Uh, this is a question asked by Burke. As an offensive mind, wouldn't a big offensive improvement be a bigger key than our expected defensive improvement for this season, especially considering returning quarterback, offensive line, and skill transfers? 2021 compared to 2020 wasn't much better on offense. It was the defense that improved pretty significantly by the end of the year. Yeah, I would yeah. like to think that we're going to take strides here. In, yeah, uh, and I don't think there's going to be any – much improvement on defense. I mean, the defense could be as good. It might be a little bit better. It'll probably have better not, numbers at the end of the year because, because they, they were so, so bad, bad to start the year. But yes, right. the, what you saw in November, games, yeah, what you saw in November is probably what you what you hope. You're not to gonna see. be a whole lot better. Yeah. Than that. you might be some, but you're not gonna be a whole lot better than that. Yeah, but offensively, yes, man, you went out. You got four wide receivers. Keep hearing really good things about Winston Wright's recovery. It's it's way better than what they thought originally. Um, so come on, Winston Wright. Yeah, he may be back. Be, he may be back early in the season, which will be huge. Bad news for Duquesne. Micah Pittman. I mean, I like. I just you you brought in on the offensive line. I just think there's no re- Jordan Travis is the unquestioned starter. He's the guy. He's got this whole offseason to be a leader. Yeah, man, the offense should be a lot better. It I mean, if it isn't, that's isn't a problem. That, that's a, like an inherent problem. Like it's in a yeah. problem where you're like it's a fundamental problem in year three if it hasn't gotten a lot of pressure on Jordan Travis, kids. Yeah, which therein lie a lot of pressure on Mike Norvell. To make sure Jordan Travis is good, like not just okay every now and, and again, but good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm knock on wood, man. He's got to take yeah, a big step forward. I mean, I think it, five it, points a game difference. But again, the way he played in the second half, I mean, he, yeah, he was know, he, good he, enough. Yeah, he's not Tom Brady, but he can he can be a very good. I think he can. I think he can be a very good college quarterback with player with all of the pieces around him being better, and they are going to be better. So I, 
yeah, I think gonna need them to average what? I I say thirty one, thirty one or thirty two, gets you to set, gets you to eight wins. Yeah, I, Last I, year was like twenty seven. I, I I had Jordan as the sixth or seventh best quarterback in the ACC. If he can be one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the ACC, they're going to go a long way to improving that offense. Yeah, we're going to go a long way to Pasadena. I mean, they will. That I would mean, be. And again, just imagine playing quarterback behind that line. And with those receivers, those the last receivers couple of years. is rough. Yeah, they didn't well, get, also make at the any plays. Year last year, they hadn't decided who was going to be yeah. the quarterback. I do need him to stay healthy. I do need him to not miss practice. I do need him to be the guy. Hopefully, right. he will be. He's put on weight. He's the unquestioned leader. He could do all those things. Some little headlines. Ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Ho 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 horizons. It took, Bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like like Al Jarreau or something. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Luther Vandross. Well, he was reference. making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great jingle from game. the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. you damn right it is. Tallahassee off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's, uh, man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week. Like, you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> in person. Never mind the food. You get to see the three of us. But, yeah, the food and the, the drinks, the, the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working at And Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food, I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song. But with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's thing. With a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Keeps growing. They're yes. so kind. Seminal headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. It's a good question from Brian. A Facebook question. Brian writes, "Hey fellas, by the way, you guys see what you've done to me? I'm broken." I'd I have like, to I'd signify like to where the questions are coming from, and so I don't get a bitch fest on the yeah, other side of the There's only one of them that really, one of us that uh, really you, cares. You could just stay at Twitter a little longer and then not have to worry. See, about it. I was just there's only one rattling that cares. off Twitter questions a moment ago. Hmm. He he still doesn't believe it. Allegedly. I can ask everyone. I know. I know. I don't know why you ask Twitter questions at all if he's going to treat you like that. That's true. <laughs> uh, Brian writes, "Hey fellas, I'm always hearing you all, especially Jeff, talk about how bad Coach Dugans has been at getting wide receivers recruited and or developed." And I'm right about that. Then other days I hear you talk about the quarterbacks, how bad they've been as passers, and what wide receiver would want to come here to such a bad passing team. So which is it? Is Dugans a bad recruiter, or is it impossible to get good wide receivers to this team? How is Dugans as a coach recruiter at UM? I think coach needs time. Get a decent passer. We'll see how he recruits then. That's a fair argument. I I think the argument on the other side would be there are so many wide receivers that can play. There are so many athletes in the state of Florida particularly, but certainly in the southeast, that you should be able to identify some guys who can run, jump, and catch. Yes. I mean, there are dudes. Yes. You'll see yeah, them. Think and, about Louisville. Like They had a guy that was so good, Alabama came and poached him, and they had another really right. good receiver last year. And it's not like they were all fired up to go play with Malik Cunningham Correct. before they knew how good he was. You no. know, they just he got they were developed and got recruited and many of them recruited to Louisville when he when Puma Pass was there. Yeah. And I'm not blaming any. I'm not necessarily blaming all of that on Ron Dugans. I'm not. You might be. I'm not. But I would say I mean, this. I just know the position that he recruits and his inability to bring in receivers. Yeah, I would just say that yeah, what they've had at wide receiver and it's not all him. It's some of it predates him. There are guys Correct. here that predate him. They have not recruited well at wide receiver, and this is that's a position where you don't have to be elite. 
to get good players. It's also ridiculous. It's hard to get defensive linemen. It's hard to get offensive linemen. Correct. But you should be able to get receivers. It's absurd, and it predates Ron Dugans, but he hasn't helped matters. So it's very frustrating that you have two former Seminole wide receivers who were great when they were here who I think have failed well, at the job. And then the, they've had a few players come through. I think DJ Matthews was a talent. It didn't work out, and he's now at Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the the kid Brian Robinson from South Florida was a four star guy. It didn't work out. So I mean, they even when they've hit on some guys who were highly re- recruited, they haven't really panned out. No, and that's the development part that we argue right. about too. Uh, Zach writes hypothetically. Let's say Alfred goes in another direction and decides to make a hire of someone with no ties to FSU. Who would be at the top of your list? I'm personally high on Cliff Godwin from ECU. There we go. There's Just his Corey's name. Corey's guy. He loves him. Let me look him up. Young guy, multiple stops as an assistant at big-time SEC programs, have averaged over 40 years, uh, forty wins a year since taking over at ECU. Only downside is he is to ECU what Link Jarrett is to FSU. So convincing him to leave would probably be pretty tough. Uh, Zach, it ought not be. Uh, if you get called by Florida State and you're coaching at ECU, you take that call and you leave. Yeah, he did play at East Carolina. Uh, that's his point. Who okay. cares? All right. He's from Snow Hill, North Carolina. You guys ever been there? No. I Listen, if you played at, I don't know, I don't want to besmirch somebody's university. but Appalachian if you played, State. You played at Furman or Appalachian State and freaking Michigan or somebody, Auburn or whatever, call, you go. You go. I don't care. You can still love your alma mater. You can give money back to the school and all those things, but you go take that job. It's a better job, yeah. period. He's the four-time AAC Coach of the Year, uh, three in a row, actually. And then, he, yeah, he was at Vanderbilt, Notre Dame, LSU, UCF, Ole Miss. And then he took the uh, he was at Ole Miss for four years till 14. By the way, Iron, you made Carolina. this point. It, he did what would have been nice for Mike Martin Jr. to be go able be to a head do. Coach. Yeah, go elsewhere. Go and be, the, yeah. And somebody, I saw somebody in the chat mention James Ramsey. I think we all like James Ramsey. He's obviously done well at Georgia Tech as their hitting coach. But, again – Somebody, you need to be a head coach. Yeah. There are things you don't know. Well, you're not learning on the job here, yeah. man. And, and I'm not saying it can't work that way, but after seeing it not work, I think you need to go for a, a proven head coach. And I looked at now I just looked up the Michigan guy because we were talking about him. Yes. He also played at East Carolina. What are we it's doing here? So he doesn't have really any Michi- uh, ties, and he was the head coach at Maryland. What's going on? Did they just follow each other? The were Virginia also, Tech guys. Were you also the one who noted that East Carolina has not been out to Omaha? Yeah, yeah, I have, I have. But maybe that that, that is a pool for that guy's. Like he's at East Carolina through and through. They got really close this year. They were one win away. He wants to see them finally get over the top. It might Perhaps. be hard to. Or um, he'll take the better him. job and leave like he should. So yeah, the Michigan guy <laughs> was an assistant at Clemson for a year, an assistant at Vanderbilt for seven years, um, and that was the David Price, Mike Miner days. Um, and who was the hitter for the Pirates? Pedro Alvarez. Yeah. And then he was at Maryland for three years, and now he's been at Michigan since 2013. By the way, no gallbladder memory issues here. How quick was I on that Pedro Alvarez, buddy? Well, he played for the Pirates. Mere seconds. That's that's why you should give him your gallbladder. Man, think how good I'd be just in life if I had a memory. Um, yeah, a lot of people are still asking about candidates that we'd be interested in. So I'm going to skip over some of your questions. I'd make a run at the Michigan guy, and I'd make a run at uh, I'd make a run at East Carolina too, and Virginia Tech, even though you can't pronounce his last name. Okay, this one seems like an easy question to answer. I'll be curious your all's answer here. Matt writes, what will happen first? Baseball returns to Omaha or the football team returns to the college football playoff? First of all, baseball baseball goes to Omaha. And then secondly, he wanted to know if either will occur before 2026. Yes. The baseball team will get back to Omaha before 2026. And in fact, if they expand that playoff and you just got to be one of the top 12, and if that happens in 2025 and Norbell's got this bad boy humming, you could be a top 12 team and get in the playoff and lose to Ohio State in the second round. 
Just yeah. throwing that out there. Yeah. Just throwing um, that. That's a possibility. Look, but, man, if, if, if he's hit on any of these quarterbacks, whether it's uh, A.J. Duffy or whether it's one of the kids that's you know in this next class, they're, that's a – that gets you there, man. You got to hit on a quarterback. Please, you, if you've a, got a good program, and I think they'll have a good program, and you hit on a quarterback, you can get to you can get to the college football playoff. Yeah, they got to get a lot better up front, and but uh, that's coming, man. That freshman class is offensive line. They like them. we didn't mention it. They just brought in Antonius mm-hmm. Woody, yeah. who now is qualified. That's six offensive linemen. It's not just they like them. We were out there in the spring. Daughtry Richardson, Kaniya Charlton. Those, I mean, they've got some. I really didn't love nice, Kaniya Charlton. He's got a lot of bad weight to he, lose. Well, yeah, man, but he's. That 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 can get fixed, but he's athletic as heck for that size. Yeah, I liked him as a run blocker. He worried me otherwise, but yeah, I mean, he's you know, again, he's early. that's a nice class in Armella. I mean, that's a nice offensive line class building for the future. Yeah, but that's probably three years away, and then you do have to hope one of those quarterbacks, Duffy, better be the guy, right? I mean, yeah, or whoever comes ends up out of this class, whether it's Parson or one of these other guys. Clay sure. writes, we've all heard you guys talk about maybe winning seven to eight games. Out of Clemson, Miami, LSU, and Florida, who's our toughest opponent? And what is this team's win-loss record if turnover luck favors the Knowles throughout each game? Could the Knowles reach 10 wins in a best-case scenario? Boy, it's hard to believe in the regular season. It's hard to get be very, 10, very lucky. I, you could probably lucky, drag lucky. me kicking and screaming to nine, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Uh, what's, so what's tougher, NC State on the road? The, to me, the three candidates, NC State on the road, Clemson, and, and Miami. On the Miami on the road and Clemson at home, I think all three of those are the toughest ones. Yeah, I don't know I how agree. to pick. That's which really one. tough. I would. I'd say, I think their least like their least chance of winning is probably at NC State. I think I, that's true. I think they're going to lose to NC State on the road. I agree. Veteran quarterback, veteran defense. Twelve of the fifteen players who got defensive snaps for NC State last year uh, are at over seventy-five percent rate, and then they get three guys back from injury. You know they, what that they're, is? They're loaded. That's a man who makes bets on futures. Yeah, yeah sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sounds co- exactly like that. What uh, is? That's a college sports book, is what that is. Yeah. But yeah, they they are loaded, and they have a veteran offensive line. Now they do lose Bam Knight, and they lose one of those receivers. Yeah, but they still and they uh, lost that really good. Lyman, right? Yeah, but oh, the, the top yeah, five pick, yeah, or yeah, whoever it was, yeah. yeah. But they still have a veteran group um, that has fielded a ton of snaps, and they have the other receiver that comes back that's really talented. I, they uh, they won ten games a year ago. They're a good team. I mean, I hate to say it; it's hard to admit. Dave Dorn's done a good job, but Dave Dorn's done a good job. Yeah, They're going to get fat and happy, though. They're going to get fat and happy. Sage in the chat says Clemson at home doesn't uh, doesn't concern him. I will say this: if that quarterback's the same quarterback and he plays like he did last year, I, I could definitely see Florida State winning that game. I could. Yeah, they should have. They should and could have beaten them last year up there. Yeah, I have a suspicion that if that quarterback plays, if DJ plays like that early, they'll pull him for the other kid that everybody's excited about. Yeah, and, and why but then there they? could be some growing pains. You have and to you hope. lost Venables. Yeah, and you lost the offensive coordinator. Now, so. what I hope is that this is all a program, at least in the terms of Clemson, that is heading for the side of the mountain. Seems like it, it looks like it's. There, there are telltale signs like there were here. Yeah, I remember doing an interview. I was as a guest uh, at Clemson, and the guy was like, "Man, it certainly seems like there are a lot of signs of Florida State about to fall off a cliff." And I didn't want to hear it, but I didn't totally disagree with his logic. He was talking about Jimbo and some issues, and I see these things happening at Clemson right now, where we're all kind of like, "Hmm." Yeah, I think we've the difference seen this is before. is that it was Jimbo's offense, and we trusted Jimbo knew what he was doing to recruit to that offense and run that offense to an efficient manner. It ain't Dabo's offense or Dabo's defense. Correct. They're his coaches. So that you you had more confidence that Jimbo wouldn't do what Jimbo ended up doing. Yeah, and also I well, yeah, we don't want to get into that no. again. Uh so anyhow, he wanted to know, yeah, we picked that and then what yeah, turnover luck. I don't think we can get to ten wins, even with turnover luck. 
I mean, that would be all-time luck. It would be like uh, that Oregon team or something. Like Oklahoma State three or four years ago, whenever that, five years ago, when they had a horrible defense but led the country in turnover margin. I will say this. Uh, I have to ask this next question. It's on Twitter from a man named Boner. And he, he writes, who is the – well, I mean, that's we, we, yeah. we call him Bonner. I that's think. his name. Yeah. <laughs> There's no – Bonnaroo. Who, who who is the offensive line coach with Atkins acting as the offensive coordinator? He's still the offensive line coach. He's that doing both. That's correct. Now during no. games, we think uh, yeah, I think Mike Norvell is going to be calling the preponderance of the plays, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, Atkins will be the offensive coordinator who helps put together the game plan during the week. This question's from Logan, mm. also on Twitter. FSU is clearly lacking in facilities when it comes to baseball. I agree with you, Jeff. Hauser's a dump. How important do you think facility upgrades? Why do you have to say Hauser's a dump the way you say it? Like because that, I'm angry about it. I'm tired. I'm tired of that place being a Could dump. Could just be you know Hauser's a dump. Blah 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 blah. No, yeah. he's got. I a lot say of, it emphatically. You got a vitriol in your voice. I'm tired of it. It's yeah. ridiculous. They've yeah. done nothing. Oh, here's some new pads. They got some pads on the wall. <laughs> have you seen the video board? <laughs> just saying. How important do you think the facility upgrades are for the next head coach? Do you think he will demand that this be worked into his deal? Link Jarrett better not, because what did Notre Dame's they they were they seed eleven hundred at that thing? They play, that 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 no, place is in a I pearl. Think, I think Link's going to want all the advantages he can. Sure, get. but he can't be a demand. They'll be like, man, we'll we'll try our best. I think whoever gets this job will be demanding. Yeah, that. I think I demands mean, because are the necessary. thing is, man, the, the, it's a request. Florida State. There was a time. It's a request. If somebody asked you in in the early two thousands, mm. there's a talk about that Notre Dame team. The last Notre Dame 2002. team that went to the, was two thousand two. I State did was number color one for that game for the Armed Forces Network. And if somebody had asked you right then, is Florida State one of the top five jobs in the country? Yes, you would have said yes. resoundingly. So. Now it doesn't even sniff. No, not the, even close. Not, so. That needs to get back there. You don't have that opportunity at every college fo- facility or yeah. college program, but this has the potential to get back there. I think so it's that a, the allure. A it's part of the allure when when Alford goes to one of these guys and says, "Yeah, we, our plan is to do this, this, and this." I don't know if anybody can say, "Well, I demand it in writing, or I'm not coming." All okay. right, then, then stay at stay at East Carolina, man. Stay in Blacksburg. Yeah, stay no, in but, South but, Bend. But he just fired the baseball coach. Well, my the, man needs to make a good hire. And, well, you, say, and, you, you and tell I him think, you're going to do it, and but, then if you get around to it, you get around. But, to but it. I don't think it's going to be bending his arm. I think Michael Alford. Oh, wants I know this he wants to, to do. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an ex-baseball guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's very he's intimately familiar with what that facility is like right now. What it needs to he be. He could get Lonnie to raise some money for it too. There you go. I was thinking that it probably didn't. I don't want to go there. I would get in trouble already. I was just going to say the last time we were talking about you just demands, said you weren't going to go demands, there. Uh, but then you're, you certain went there. guy left the program, so we, you got to be careful. But I do think I do think that I agree with Ira. Most of the coaches that are going to interview for this job or want this job, they're going to want, want guarantees. They want assurances. That your tr- assurances that yeah. it's trying. Well, mm-hmm. assurances, assurances, and as is hard and fast as I guarantee. Corey's like really holding true to Joe the Namus semantics in here. It wasn't an assurance that they were going to win that Super Bowl. He I guaranteed, guaranteed it. it. I assure you guys. Mark Messier guaranteed they'd win Game Seven or the you, Rangers when they won in '94. You think Gene would let us all have off the day that Texas A&M and Alabama play? Because I'd like to be in that stadium for that. We game. can't. That'd we have a real game. game. Like we're covering like a real one. It's Florida. It's an important. We one, have eight people on the staff. Yeah. Well, you're I right. and I are yeah. going to go cover the A&M Alabama game. The rest of you guys got this. I yeah. just can't wait to see what I. I mean. Saban may try to hang six. Now imagine the moment that in Jimbo's post-game press conference, the first two faces he sees are you and me. <laughs> the front row? Yeah. Coach, I Coach got Fisher, a I have a question. <laughs> yeah. And you know how he can't wear anything on his face yeah. without giving away how he feels? <laughs> yeah. How great would that be? Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. 
It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Elite level Twitter questions coming your way. Here's yes. one from Lee. You have you three have spent most of the football offseason saying you expect this team to win seven to eight games, but Vegas puts the number at six and a half. What makes you more optimistic than the books? Well, that number you have to pick a side. Uh, you have to say under or over six and a half. Uh, and and I am just going over by a half. Yeah, it's not like wild optimism. I think seven. I think if we had to put money on it, if you had to pick a number, I think we would put number money on seven. Seven. Yeah. But yeah. eight and six are both possible. And I think Very that possible. was uh, mainly because of how they played the last two months of the season. Yeah. That was an eight-win football if, team-ish looking team. Yeah. If they play the way they did those last two months, they yeah. could win seven, eight games. Yeah, right? and I think they'll hit the ground running on defense this year in a way that they didn't a year ago. That was a train wreck to start the year. The 0-4 yes. start was largely due to not just them knowing not knowing who, who the hell the quarterback was going to be, but because of that defense was every day an embarrassment. I mean, yeah. it, I, basically it didn't get right until the second half of the Louisville game. Yeah. And we were just watching guys run free willy-nilly down the middle of the field. It was heartbreaking. It was hard to stomach. Humiliating. You didn't see it happen the second half of the season. I mean, no. they had their moments, but they they didn't have any moments where you like everybody's just standing around. Like even the Florida other. touchdowns that they had, you know, the guy they had a third and seventeen where the guy makes a back shoulder throw and then you miss a tackle and then that yeah. that game's over after that. That kind of stuff was happening. Not dudes running scot free thirty yards from anyone. Think about the Notre Dame game that was lost yeah. in overtime and and how good Florida State was just to be in that game. Right off the bat, Notre Dame comes down the field and on a fourth down, I don't know, perhaps the most well-thought-of tight end in the country, yeah. he's called Baby Gronk, is running wide the hell open on a fourth down that he waltzes into the end zone. Not and the awareness you're looking for. Nobody's near him. You're like, yeah. hey, he seems like a guy we might want to cover here. He's pretty good. They call him Baby Gronk. Yeah. yeah. That should be they, on the scouting report yeah. at some point. <laughs> and the, you know, they made some personnel changes. 
Yeah. After about the first three or four games, they got a couple guys healthy, and yeah, that defense was. T- and they, I think they changed some things mm-hmm. what they were asking them to do. They figured it out. It's good coaching, made some adjustments, and then last. Now we'll see if they can take the next step from that with the losses they had up front. You guys, uh, excuse me. UF opens with Utah, Kentucky, South Florida, and Tennessee. Are they more likely to be four and zero or zero and four? And then Utah. Wrote, yeah. So listen, they play Utah. Oh yeah, it's wow. Great. Is it's Utah a, bringing people back? Home and home, Utah will win the Pac-12, boys. That's my prediction. Yeah, they were good last year, obviously. They won the Pac-12 last year and went to the Rose Bowl and narrowly lost to Ohio State. Cam Rising is their quarterback at Utah. He comes back. Once they you don't made, have to tell us who the quarterback is at Utah. Once they made the move to start him, Ira, last year, they took off and yeah. went nuts offensively. They return him. They return that offensive line. They return two tight ends that Plus are stars. Plus they recruit a bunch of renegades. And they run the damn ball uh, as well. They're, they're physical. Utah is, by the way, favored to win the game in Gainesville. Preseason right now, they are. Oh, it's in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. I still. They, might, by they the way, lose to Kentucky. By the way, the following uh, year, Florida goes to Utah. How about that? Mm. So it's Utah, Kentucky, Tennessee, and who? It is Utah, Kentucky, USF, and Tennessee. Now they'll kill USF, but and they uh, always beat Tennessee. Uh, and they usually beat Kentucky. So just those. I mean, uh, then Kentucky they beat, won ten games a year ago and has been playing. I'm just really saying good those more, li- more likely four and zero just because yeah. USF. They're it is more likely four and zero. And also think it's because they 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 have yeah, routinely they beat Kentucky beat and Tennessee for four decades. However, having four is a possibility. One and three is a one and three is a distinct possibility. Like to see those mountain kids deal with Gainesville a, a Gainesville August night. Well, it's going to be humidity. hot as Hades, yeah. but you're talking about a coach making his debut with this team, and you know, obviously, you're implementing uh, new systems at Florida. You guys remember also, like those Boise kids really struggled in the Tallahassee <laughs> heat in the second <laughs> half. They wore down. They wore down. 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 You couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah, I did sit in the stands for that game and remember thinking in the third quarter, "Why am I here? It that, is that, 105 and most degrees." Most of the Florida State players were with you. Yeah. That theory is it's probably been the least effective theory of any theory I've ever seen in sports. That game, remember, and then the uh, the uh, regional with Schwartz. What's his name? Schwarber. Schwarber. Kyle uh, Schwarber from Indiana. That team was supposed to wilt. I never well, thought baseball's a little different. I never felt no, like football. baseball players should wilt. I know there, I heard it said. There was people, a lot of people feeling like that that would happen. But I think that's as they had seen Stanford do it the year before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they thought that they would. But Schwarber's better than those guys that were at Stanford. Also. If you can't handle the heat while uh, playing baseball, you need to get out of the sport. Out of sports. <laughs> hey, what are we doing here? You're getting jaw cramps. <laughs> well, <laughs> but mean, I'm not playing Division One big time college baseball. Jaw cramps. At which point, I probably wouldn't be drinking beer nightly and drinking <laughs> right. coffee to start my day to the tune of three 12 ounce cups. Uh, Ira, you said yesterday on the JCS that this staff, this is from Chris, could not be accused of stargazing. You meant it as a compliment. But I personally wouldn't mind if they would be accused of stargazing. That wouldn't suck. Mm-hmm. Sure as hell uh, about that diamond in the rough life right now, aren't they? You're <laughs> right about that. Yeah. All right, just to, to, <laughs> to uh, make sure my comment was not taken out of context, I said it's a compliment that they're not just taking anything for the sake of taking somebody with stars. They're, re- they're relying on their valuations. Yes, it would be much preferable if they were beating out Texas A&M, yeah, Alabama, yeah, Georgia, for, five star for, kids. For, yes. for better players. I'm yeah. not saying that this is preferable. I'm just saying at the end of Coach Bowden's tenure specifically, middle, I mean, the last seven, eight years, they were recruiting a lot of kids kind of off the lists that were three- or four-star guys that other people didn't want because they had other issues off the field. You'd rather do this than that. But, yeah, man, ultimately, yes, you want to be getting the best players, 100%. Uh, Mike dropped the bag Norvell writes – 
With the AD's investment in baseball, what do you wonderful gentlemen think will be next? Finally tearing down the dump known as Hauser? Mm. See how he says it? Yeah, I did. I did. I, did. I felt for it that you. Time. Yeah. For you. You would have done it anyway. Uh, or maybe at least some renovations? Well, I understand Corey's kind of like, let's dismiss these renovations for a good coach right now. Let's just get the coach. Whatever that costs, let's get the coach. And then we'll worry about renovations. Also, there are more things on the next list than just the renovations to baseball. So, I don't know. I mean, what's next if the next baseball coach is Link Jarrett and he says, I'll give you a hometown discount instead of paying me $1.2, I'll take 900000 or a million, but you need to put 100000 into renovations for Hauser? And I want seats on that screen. Well, then maybe that's next. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's next. I, it's hard to know. Uh, Kevin writes, I saw Corey at Ham's camp. Looking huh. good, buddy. Thanks, Looks Kevin. like you might need some Jethro Bodine rope belt, though. Your pants looked like they were plotting to expose you. Yeah. yeah, your pants are so, a little uh, shaky. When I went into the when I saw Top Gun the first time, Ira, have you seen Top Gun yet? Oh, anyway, Lord. when I saw it the first time, I forgot to wear my belt with my jeans, and I was sneaking one of my water trusty water bottles in there with your Milo or whatever. And it's it was called. in my back pocket, and literally they were sliding to my knees. The belt part was sliding to my knees. Feeling it. And I had a thing of popcorn, small, small popcorn. I don't go crazy anymore. Yeah, the gallbladder can't handle um, it. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, my tickets. And I didn't have a I didn't have a hand to pull my pants up, and that was really hey, disconcerting. People, people came for a show. They were yeah, they a got show. a show. You they got a show. Here. You got a show. And yes, I I I'm trying to wear more belts, and I need to get tighter fitting pants. Kevin, you've writes, been saying that to me for uh, years, Ira. Yeah. Uh, Kevin went on and had a question, oh, not just sorry. an obs- observation <laughs> about my belt. Yeah. Uh, you've mentioned that Alfred has real AD power. What changed that Alfred does have a greater power than the recent FSU ADs? A couple of things. The financial situation is changing now that they're getting out from under uh, Willie Taggart payments. And then also the situation, as Ira and I have talked about before, and Corey, you and I have too, uh, with the boosters kind of controlling things more than they do at most universities previous um uh, Florida State is modernized uh, the way that athletics works, and so they could hire a real AD. In the past, you had athletic directors uh, that got that job because a lot of real athletic directors didn't want that job because they didn't have any real power. Or you had presidents who wanted to be athletic directors. Correct, correct. So now you have a situation where a president comes over and doesn't have all that much interest in athletics except for he understands the value of them. Thus, he makes a hire and says, do your job. And This guy now is tasked with doing his And where this all ties together is there's conversation in the chat about the super conferences and whether or not Florida State would be involved. Part of the reason, if we've been writing about it and talking about it a lot, the reason that they're investing in football right now is because they want to make sure that they're, that they're in that conversation. Yeah. That's Florida State's taking every effort to make sure whenever that alignment happens that they're in the picture. Uh, Roger gave us some help here. 16 nails in a coffin, six down left and right, and two at the head and the feet. Yay, sausage. That you know was from that? Uh, Sunday Smash. Right? Wasn't that Sunday Smash? Sunday Smash. Where I said how many nails actually We didn't know how many coffin? nails were in a coffin. Did they really nail a coffin? Yeah. They I'd, must have. I, yeah. I guess they still do, we're still right? still nailing coffins? That was kind of odd, right? First of all, we that. need to get rid of graveyards altogether and just burn everybody so that we're not taking up all this damn land. Fair. Finally, but, somebody I mean, said it. Yeah, Finally, just, somebody what, said it. What are we doing here? Come on now. Uh, Michael writes, gents, it's time for well, the I mean, what are we nailing them for? Are they going to come out? Like, are we no. trying to keep them from breaking out? Especially since they're just going to become or dust, grave which robbers. is why we, we burn robbers? them to begin with. Yeah, but with. they have to dig six feet. If you're digging six feet down to lift a casket up, I don't think the 16 nails are going to keep you from 
finishing the job. You're going to yank that hey, thing open. I got open a funny story a, for you to put a little levity on burying people. And, uh, or burning them. Or burning, or burning them. them. Uh, so when when my uh, mother-in-law passed away. This is uh, starting off what a great start. No, no, How no, many no. nails? So we were at the, she, she was cremated. So, oh. But there is a plot, and it's the veteran cemetery she was being buried with my father-in-law. Anyhow. <laughs> my sister-in-law ends up wanting to give this speech. The workers have to stand in the damn hole that they're bur- they're putting the urn in. It's 110, <laughs> and we're standing there, and she won't shut the hell up, rambling on about this person's life, a wonderful person's life. And I'm watching the guy holding the <laughs> urn, and he's staring at me desperately, like, do anything, yeah. please. And I can't keep myself from not laughing. Meanwhile, though, it's a solemn occasion, and sure. I'm looking at him, and he's sweating profusely because <laughs> he's in a suit, yeah. and it's 97 in human. And he's holding this urn. We played three songs. We talked about her childhood. I mean, this poor bastard. And then finally, he got to set it down, and he did so with great dignity. And as everybody was walking away, I kind of slid over and gave him a little money and said, "Man, you're a champion." Should have <laughs> given him a uh, paper towel. <laughs> did you? Uh, he was so, drenched. So you buried ur- an urn? Yeah. Oh, I. Well, it's and it's in the plot. It's it's there. It's a little box. It's a little yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I guess it didn't take up as much space as a full body. He could have just like passively aggressively just like played, just sat it down. He could have just like I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting too hot. Getting bet, too hot. I bet our guy Joel Davis has some good funerals. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I know he does. He told man. me one. So I didn't get to everybody, but I got to a lot of people more than I'm accustomed to getting to. I think I should be celebrated today. Until next week, Your you guys best should be thinking in about a long time. Jeff really showed up today. During the summer months? That was like a 13 episode. That was like a 2013. I think I was buoyed by my birthday week, your birthday week, flag day. My gallbladder. Gallbladder surgery. Yeah. Corey turning 50? Yeah. Not quite. The Bolts getting to a third straight Stanley Cup final. Yeah. The Braves. Braves winning streak. It's all happening, Ira. It's all happening. Yeah. Got to see in person the Braves winning streak extended to 10 when I was there. <laughs> right. I can't believe you didn't talk about hockey because I was so excited. Well, we that, did on the Sunday that, Smash. Oh, I, I can't, I'm just so excited I heard someone on Wake Up War Chant that we have a, another local sports personality in Tallahassee no, talking about hockey. I love but hockey. He does. I love we it. need more There's hockey. There's 10 talk. seconds left. I, I love hockey. We need more hockey for talk. For Ira and Corey, I'm Jeff. Thank you, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Be well. Peace.